0: hi everyone welcome back to the useless doctors book club my name is Pooja. i'm harshi nice. and we are here with our season finale it is season two episode 15 and we have made it a second season guys a round of applause for us why am i the only one clapping okay <laughs> All right. Uh, so this week we are back with the book It Had to Be You by Georgia Clark. And if you listened to our episode last week, we had chosen this book based off of a BuzzFeed quiz or some sort of book related quiz. Um, and it was Harshni's idea, and she thought it would be a really cool idea to do something based off a quiz. And even though me and Sarah got It Had to Be You, Harshni actually got a different book that she had already read. Um, So we kind of convinced her to, you know, read some rom-com this week. Um, But yeah, so it had to be you. It's a rom-com by Georgia Clark. And I am going to hand it off to you, Sarah, to give us a spoiler-free summary of this book.
1: Okay, so
0: this book
2: follows uh, a wedding planning company called In Love in New York. And originally this company is run by Liv and Elliot who are married. Uh and then Elliot unfortunately has a heart attack and passes away. And uh the same day he passed away, they were they were planning a wedding and the wedding <laughs> did not go well so they got uh pretty rough reviews and it tanked the reputation of the company and then some months later uh Savannah showed up at Liv's door and was like hey Elliot gave his portion of the company to me and Liv finds out that Savannah is actually Elliot's mistress for a couple months he had before he died and then he changed his will to give his half of the company to her and Savannah is really pushing Liv to restart the company um, yeah push past the bad reputation they got and the fact that Liv is not super into continuing the company because her husband that she ran it with died uh so the book really follows uh like recovering the company reputation and just uh I guess the lives of the characters that are involved in the wedding planning like in love in New York wedding planning process uh yeah I guess that's about all I can say <laughs> uh so without further ado, Harshini, can you give your spoiler-free review of this book?
1: Yep. So I feel like, I don't know, weirdly like nervous about giving my review just because like this is, I think there have been other times where we definitely don't know each other's reviews, but today before we started recording this podcast we talked about how none of us know each other's reviews we did not put it on Goodreads and um, I definitely came into this book like you know I I this was not the outcome of the quiz for me because I like thrillers and rom-coms I don't know it's like it's always you, hit or miss but usually miss for me and I feel like especially <clears throat> like in high school I used to read a lot of romance stuff but now I'm kind of like eh. like I just have a few authors that I like but otherwise I just feel like it usually goes in a direction like in the middle of the book or in the end of the book or I'm like eh, I don't know so when I first started reading this book I was kind of like I don't know it's just like this wedding planning. Like, first of all, Liv, when you first get to meet her, she like seems to be like the main character. I would I would say she's definitely one of the like two main characters, her and Savannah, the other woman who's mistress. Um, but Liv just does not have like a very nice personality, so I'm just like, who is this woman? What is this story? Like, I don't know, but I had no idea that the other characters were involved so much like when we started to get into the next few chapters like suddenly we were hearing so many details of like these other characters and I was like what and it turned out to be a whole like love actually or like one of those movies where there's like a ton of different um couples and like romance storylines but I have to say like I actually liked it a lot because I felt like each of the storylines it like there was parts of it that I really enjoyed and it just tugged at my heartstrings and I was like wow okay this book is actually better than I thought it would be um and I think like especially seeing kind of how the characters evolved and especially some of the storylines were just like my kind of thing like um yeah, I don't know. I I enjoyed that and I felt like it was like super full of clichés. Like we got all of the clichés you can imagine when you think about romance, like the friends to lovers. We got the whole airport chasing scene, like man goes to chase his woman at the airport, buys a ticket just to go chase her down, which is always entertaining, I would say, even though we see it all the time, but yeah, I felt like this was the kind of, so I actually don't really like Love Actually, but maybe I have to watch it again because I fell asleep the first time, but I feel like this was a good book that did what movies try to do. Um, I did rate it 3.75 stars because, I don't know, maybe I was influenced because that was the average rating on Goodreads. I did feel like some of the things I didn't like were Some of the parts of the storylines, but also like, I don't know, some of the language was just so unnecessarily metaphoric or something. It was like, I don't know, summer filled her mouth or like, I'm not quoting this correctly, but there's some, some line about like how like she had, like, it was saying that she was proud of this woman and it was like a weird feeling, but it was like proud filled like pride filled the air or some some dumb way honestly i'm sorry but it was a dumb way of saying it and i just feel like that kind of language just takes away from the other parts of the book that i think did a good job of being realistic and like you know i mean romance cliche filled realistic of you know just presenting different perspectives and like i don't know i i feel like just having all of those different couples that we were following helped because You even if you didn't like one story, like there were a lot of stories that you could kind of choose from. But with all of that, I would I would recommend this book. Um, I do have friends that like romances. So I feel like this is finally a romance book that I would be like kind of like dialect for aunties I'd be like, yeah, I think you should check this one out. Um, but yeah, pooja what was your spoiler for review of this book
0: so I feel like uh this is we I feel like we we have like a little bit of a similar understanding of this book so this book like this was not love at first sight for me (laughs) like This is not like the first, literally my notes for the first few pages were like, I hate this woman book changed my mind. (laughs) Like you better change my mind by the end of this. And the thing is, it's so funny that you said you didn't like live at the beginning because I didn't like Savannah at the beginning. I was like, um, I understand live. I don't understand Savannah. What's wrong with this woman? She's crazy. Um, but yeah, but I think like in the first few chapters, I genuinely was like, it was like a struggle. Like I was like, I don't really know, like it's where even this? there's no way I am going to like this book. However, this book like slowly crept up on me and I found myself starting to like care more about the characters, get more invested. I also was not expecting like all those different storylines and I... You know at the beginning I was kind of hesitant about that because I was like, can they just focus on two? Like, why are there like seven different storylines? But eventually I started liking them. There were definitely some storylines I didn't like, some storylines that I did like. Um, and then I don't like love actually act like I, I don't like the movie either, but I liked this book, um, even though it's like quite similar in style. But Then, towards the end, I cried like six times. Every single time I started crying, I noted it down. (laughs) Because I don't know. And when I say crying, I was not like, like, it wasn't just like little, you know, water forming in my eyes. No, 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 no. This is full on tears falling out of my eyes, (laughs) crying at this point. And it was, oh, it was, and because, see, I always, if a book makes me cry, like, automatic five stars. (laughs) So five stars from me, (laughs) I I will give this book five stars. I was like, listen, I got emotional, all right? If I got emotional, that means I was invested. And if I was invested, the book did what it came here to do, which was, I'm not saying this book was perfect. Like I there, I'm telling you, there are certain storylines, certain characters I did not like, couldn't care less about their storyline. And language, the thing that Harshni was mentioning, I agree. I think it's not super elevated language. It's kind of like weirdly metaphorical. There's a lot of cliches, but I'm a sucker for cliches. So I don't really care. But like I'm I'm not saying this is like the best piece of literature I've ever read. However, for what it, what it came to do, it did. I feel like it portrayed itself as this like rom-com, which is gonna, it's a feel good story or whatever. And I was like, at the end of it, I did feel good. And I felt like it was a fun story to read. And I really liked the characters by the end of it. And I was getting, I was crying all the happy tears because I was like, oh my God, happiness for all these guys. Um, And also I like weddings. So that's a no brainer. Like it's about a wedding planning business. All right, sure. I kind of want to see this in movie form. I will I that I'm like very curious to see if it gets adapted in some sort of way if it does and we still do this podcast let's watch it um but yeah would I recommend of course I give it five stars automatic recommend um if you're interested in feel good stuff feel good storyline um yeah definitely read it uh Sarah you had a lot of facial expressions while I was chatting (laughs) so please tell us what what you thought of this book
2: Uh, well, I would, I, I, I don't know. I really wanted to like this book, but it just didn't do it for me. So I would rate it 2.7 stars out of five. It's just, I don't know. I, I like the storylines, but the way it was written, like really, I don't know, detracted from the story, in my opinion, because I feel like the book could have been so much shorter. I feel like a lot of like, I don't know, there was just so much flowery stuff, like stuff that wasn't, I mean, you could argue it was for character development, but I, I don't know, I like skimmed, like I passing halfway through the book, I was like, this is oh my god this is like a waste of my time and so I just skimmed the book and I feel like I still got all the gist of it but like every time there was a bunch of flowery paragraph where I was like oh nothing is happening I just skimmed that paragraph so I I don't know like I really like the story but it's just like the the elaborate I don't even know what it was just like The over description of it made it hard for me to be like super engaged because it was like, okay, I get it. Like hurry up. Like I got the point you're trying to make. I need to spend like another five paragraphs explaining it. Um I I think I did like most of the stories. I like that um there were a lot of like, like every side story had a cute couple story that was different. And interesting to follow um and i thought the characters were well developed i just yeah i wasn't super engaged <laughs> i think i mean i don't know i don't remember if i've seen love actually but yeah if this was a movie i would definitely watch it i think it would be a really good movie uh, as for recommending the book i would I wouldn't say I wouldn't recommend it but I would probably recommend other rom-coms instead of this one and then if I have nothing else to recommend I would just recommend this one uh so I don't know I kind of recommend it but kind of not my first choice
0: out of curiosity which rom-coms would you recommend Sarah
2: (laughs) I probably just dialing for auntie even though I didn't read that high either but I think it's better than this one
0: that's not even a rom-com
2: Dial a for aunties
0: no it's like barely a rom-com it's more of a family story
2: (laughs) I I I don't know (laughs) I feel like if you look at what it's classified as it would be classified as a rom-com
0: Mm -hmm. all right I'll give it there's some rom-com elements there's definitely a lot of calm elements so (laughs) maybe not so much rom but a lot of calm (laughs) yeah
1: I I, sorry go ahead no go ahead okay no I was like I I was kind of surprised by your rating but I also like I was also forgot to mention that I do feel like it was a long book it was like I I don't know I struggled with that because I felt like especially once I got into the characters kind of like Pooja was saying I I did want to read about them it was like reading 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 like it was like I didn't feel unengaged because I felt like the story kept moving it wasn't like oh we're like still stuck on one problem for a long time or I don't know in in some storylines maybe we were but um yeah I feel like the book overall was very long especially because we had so many different storylines that was kind of like uh you know that was the bad side of it if if there were only like three storylines total i'm sure the book would like have much less um involved like because like every story had its own chapter um every few chapters so yeah but does anyone else have any spoiler-free things to share with our listeners all right so we will move into our spoiler section so if you want to read this book which you know we all have mixed feel like i don't know i i feel like I, I would say this one was 2 out of 3 like strong recommend so you know take with that what you will and if you feel like you are ready for uh, it's about 400 pages book pretty solid rom-com in Harsh and I almost called myself Harshini which side story but Pooja in my opinion um then check out this book and you can return to the podcast later um but if you want to just hear all of the spoilers and all of the storylines in just podcast form then keep listening so all right. I also thought this was interesting because we already brought up Dial for Aunties and that was also like wedding planning business. So apparently we are just drawn to these books that are about the wedding planning industry. But I also like particularly liked the way that this book was kind of like, obviously in in A for Aunties, it's like the aunties are the different parts of the wedding. And like here we just have the, the musicians and we have the cook and like all of the other characters, but they are all connected in like the romances that form. And then, you know, in the storylines, you see them intertwined because people are friends with each other and working with each other. But yeah, any kind of thoughts about that or like feelings about how kind of that storyline played out and like, I don't know, I guess the, the wedding planning of it all?
0: Sorry, you look like you want to say something.
1: (laughs) You can go first.
0: All right. I think I, so I like, as I was saying, like in the beginning, I was not, I like did not care. Like I was like, okay, like all of them are going to get together with people. Like, okay. (laughs) Like all of a sudden, like Liv meets Sam, who is like the chef who's kind of becomes the caterer, the main caterer for like all the weddings basically. And then like. Sav meets Honey who's like this woman who works at like she works at a restaurant and Sav like she I think she's a server at the restaurant and then Sav kind of meets her regularly and they become friends and it's like and then then you see like there's Basically, maybe we should introduce all of the characters first. Okay, so there's Liv and Sav, who are the main wedding planner people, and they're both people who were in relationships with Elliot, but then after Elliot died, both of these two. I don't know if you guys recall um, Passion on Park Avenue, but that... I I I thought I got, you know, flashback (laughs) to Passion on Park Avenue because like we have a dude and the other two people didn't know that there was another person involved in this relationship and the dude dies, which is similar to the conception of Passion on Park Avenue. But yeah, but basically Liv and Sav are those two. And then we have Darlene and Zia. So Zia is, uh, she like works with Liv as like kind of like part-time but she's very much interested in other things. She doesn't necessarily want this to be her career per se Um, but she kind of like helps out with like serving just to like get extra money on the side. And then Darlene is a musician um, and she kind of plays, she and Zach are both kind of musicians, they're in this band situation, and they kind of play at all the weddings that Liv has you know, helped plan and that sort of thing. Um, and then Sam is a caterer, he's like a new caterer because all the other caterers didn't wanna work with Liv anymore after her rough reviews that happened at the previous wedding. And then there's Henry and Gorman. So Gorman is a friend of Liv's and then Henry is his partner. Um, and yeah, Honey, as I mentioned earlier, is someone who gets introduced and she's kind of like becomes really close friends with Sav. And then eventually that kind of progresses into more than friendship. It becomes a relationship. And like Sav kind of realizes that she's not straight and it's like a whole thing. Um, am I forgetting any character? Oh, and there's Clay who is an actor who Zia runs into and then she ends up having a relationship with him. So basically every single character is in a relationship with each other and no one is single in this book (laughs) Um, but yeah but basically those are kind of like that's kind of the whole gist and I this is very confusing um, and I guess it took me also like at least 20% of the book just to understand like who are all these characters and why should I care about them but I think the reason why see I, I understand like Sarah I I feel like we're jumping here but I'm just gonna like take the plunge for a second but like Sarah I do understand like the thing about it there's a lot of fluff and this could have been shorter but I also think that when you're dealing with so many characters in a book it needs to be long so that you get invested in each of the characters so like you need to have these kind of like I would call them like throwaway scenes like even in movies like there's a lot of oftentimes there's like throwaway scenes where it's like nothing really it didn't necessarily move the plot forward but like it's there just so that establishes like more so the audience gets invested in like these two people as characters like they, they might just the scene might just be there just to like show more interaction between these two or like some sort of banter between the two or like maybe it's just a, sort of like I don't know maybe like something is supposed to not necessarily move the plot forward but just to show that like they are interacting and therefore you get more invested in that interaction. And like, I do think that they aren't necessarily needed to move the plot forward, but I do think they're needed to develop the character, which is something you said as well. But I do think the fact that this was so long made sense just because there were so many characters and you want to get invested in all of them. That being said, I do think some characters were obviously more fleshed out than others. Like, I don't think Zia and Clay's relationship was Ash or Henry and Gorman's problems or whatever were as fleshed out as maybe something like Darlene and Zach's or Liv and Sam's per se. Like, I, I do think like space wise, they got more screen time than Zia and Clay and um, Henry and Gorman but maybe that's why I didn't necessarily feel as invested in like Henry and Gorman's thing or The End Clay's thing compared to like Darlene and Zach and Liv and Sam and whatever. Um, But yeah, but that's kind of like, I feel like I just talked a lot, but those were my thoughts on like this length of the book and kind of like the cast of characters in general. Um, But Sarah, what did you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying about it like, increasing that investment in the stories, but, like, and, like, I, I I feel like in the beginning of the book, I didn't mind as much, but, like, after halfway, I feel like I was already invested, and then there was just, I don't know, there was just some parts that I, like, I don't know, was annoyed about that I, I don't know, I guess, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, like, I feel like for me at least, it wasn't necessary to invest me because I mean, at the halfway point, like, I should already be invested in the stories, otherwise, they're bad stories to begin with. Um, I don't know, I mean, it might also be because I was on a time crunch and I barely finished the book before this podcast. Um, but it just seemed like there were a decent number of
1: scenes in the second half. Not necessarily scenes, but like. Did you, could you give an example? Cause I feel like I kind of know what you're talking about, but I also kind of don't know what you're talking about. It's,
2: I don't know. Okay, for uh, Darlene, maybe. I, it's hard for me to give an example because I don't really remember, but like. For Darlene, for example, I feel like a lot of the times they were like, like after the, after Zach heard Darlene say, oh, like um, like accidentally heard Darlene say, I'd rather date a donkey instead of him. It was like I feel like they repetitively were like, oh, she really wants to date him like a million times, and like a lot of like it was too in-depth for me it was like I know that she's in love with him and I know she wants to date him but like like I get it like you don't need to tell me 10 billion times because I I got it the first time so I don't know I don't know maybe (laughs) maybe it was just I was on a time crunch or maybe I'm just not used to reading books this long but I was just like like hurry the fuck up, like I got it. <laughs> I I
0: I do think like, I think I have a hypothesis of what this might be and I don't think it's the fact that it's long or I think you just don't like that, that kind of relationship where people like keep going back and forth of will they won't they. I don't think you like that
2: no, I don't think that's necessarily true. Like I like I I do like that trope. Maybe it was just because the entire book and every single storyline was like, will they, won't they? But <laughs> I don't know. It was just like it, it's you, not necessarily that I wanted them together like instantly. It was just that.
0: You I feel like it was like dragged else. out too long. Yeah,
2: tell tell me something else. Like I I You're just telling me the same shit over and over again. You would
0: hate normal people. (laughs) You would literally hate normal people.
1: (laughs) I think there is something to, like, I was going to say also, like, I don't think this is a book that, because it is long, but also just because of the way it plays out, like, I don't think you should read it. Like, I mean, we read all these books in a week or less. So like, you should give yourself time to read this book. This is a book that like, I mean, like I said, I got into it and then I like kept reading it, but I could definitely see myself like just not wanting to read for a little while. And it's like, it's the kind of book that since there are so many storylines and stuff, like, I feel like I could like stop reading, pick it back up and like read it over a week instead of over... Like basically two days, like I did, but um, I also do think that like that scene that you were talking about, like I do remember being like, I don't know, it's it's weird because it does cut sometimes. Like you're like, okay, like she basically she doesn't this yeah this was like way at the end of the book where she was like, um, saying something to her ex boyfriend Darlene, um, was saying something to I forget his name. This like. Charles. Charles, yeah, the, like, guy that she kind of wanted to impress, but it's kind of, like, why do you need to impress, and he's, like, your ex, but I'm, like, okay, like, he is, like, always, you know, thinks he's super smart, and she wanted to, like, give off, like, a, I'm, you know, not with this guy who, you know, um, Zach is very much a musician who's, like, you know, a cool guy and everything, but, like, he's not known as like a smart person and he really feels insecure about that and like thinks from the beginning that Darlene is not going to be with him because of that but yeah I do feel like when we got to that point I was kind of like like there was so much time where like Darlene didn't know that she had done that and I was kind of like yo like (laughs) you need to tell us like she needs to find out and like things need to keep moving um so I did feel a little bit like that like I do feel like there were some scenes where or some times where it was just like you know oh my god like expressing my love in like you know to the reader (laughs) it's like we yeah we know that but at the same time I do think like it didn't happen so like for me at least as a person who I feel like I got invested in them enough that I was kind of like I feel for you darling girl (laughs) you think like you finally finally had this realization that like okay I'm like in love with him and i like move forward with that and it sucks that like I mean it's the story that like oh like just when she found that out he is like now upset with her and that like keeps happening you know it's like they never align until the very end but yeah I I do think it's like the thing with this genre too that like I I felt similarly I don't know it, maybe it's like weird to compare this book to Beartown but when you were talking about like all the characters and everything I felt that way reading Beartown where I was just not as invested in the characters because I just like didn't focus in the book that much in the beginning so I don't know I also feel like part of that comes with like this type of book where there's so many different characters and it's gonna feel long no matter what because there's just a lot going on
0: yeah that's a good point about like the characters but then also like the thing about um I just lost my train of thought you said something before sorry what you said something at the beginning that I was like um,
1: that's a good point like you should read this over a longer yes
0: okay yeah see I I read this over a long period of time and I don't think I necessarily like maybe even noticed the repetitiveness because I was like, I read that yesterday. Like, obviously I forget a little bit about it today. So maybe that's, I think that's just like, because I read over a long period of time, I just probably didn't notice if it was repetitive. If I were to read it in two days or something, I definitely might. I I also hate repetitiveness. So I definitely probably would think about that differently too.
2: Yeah, I think maybe that was my problem because I... I read it in like three sittings and it was just like I don't know maybe if it was spaced out it would be like I would forget that they said that like two pages ago
1: <laughs> like yeah, I
2: think last or like the chapter before or like something like that
1: I was going to say, I feel like, you know, if it's if this was turned into a movie, which I tried to look it up, but there's so many things called it, it had to be used. So it's like, I don't think it's the right story. But um, I feel like if it's a book, it's like, I, I mean, if it's a movie, those things get cut out. Or it's like a show, you know, where it's like each episode, you're like, okay, we got to reintroduce people. And maybe that's partially what the author was trying to do. It's like, since you just listen to Clay and Thea's story or whatever it's like let me remind you a little bit and but it's like we kind of know because we've been reading about this for the past like 200 pages so we're like I'm good I'm caught up um but yeah so maybe we should go into some of the different storylines so we talked a little bit about Darlene and Zach already I don't know do you guys have any other opinions on them their storyline characters (laughs) yes Pooja
0: Okay, uh, I have lots of thoughts on this. Um, first of all, I think Darlene and Zach, other than Liv and Sam, I think Darlene and Zach are my favorite couple. Um, hold on, Sarah. <laughs> Keep your judgment to a minimum, okay? So, okay, uh, that ending scene though with like Darlene like saying like, you know, basically shitting on Zach to that guy, I thought it was... First of all, I hated it because I thought it was mean. And it was too mean. Like, she was being very ridiculously mean about that man. And, like, she didn't notice that she switched off the phone. Like, what the hell? Like, come on. That's bullshit. I also thought it was out of character. Because the entire time... sorry yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. but like i totally i knew she
1: did not turn off that phone because it's yeah you said she dropped exactly.
0: her he book right yeah yeah i was like i could see you could see it coming i was like cliche yep got it that's on my radar i know but the thing is i also felt like it was really out of character because darlene like this entire time she has been standing up for zach and like they are friends right like they are actually friends and she has been standing up to Zach like to his own family, like to his like, you know, parents and whatever, like saying like, dude, this man, like he's smart. Like she even tells him to his face, like you are intelligent, you know, like you are not, like you don't need to feel bad about this. Like you you are smart, you are such a fun dude. Like you are so charismatic, you have good social skills, whatever. And then in front of this dude, like who comes technically like comes out of nowhere <laughs> to like add spice to this plot, which was honestly unnecessary, like, dude, we all, just like, let them get together already, like, why do we have to go around in a circle, but the thing is, I did like, like, if that part wasn't part of the plot line, I think they would be, like, really good, because I really liked, like, Darlene and I liked her conversation about like openness and like Zach is a very open person is very forthcoming with his feelings like if you like someone he'll say it where she's just like very like hesitant about these sort of things and I was like dude like I get it like I'm also very hesitant about a lot of things too like I won't necessarily say stuff so I could kind of like relate a little bit to Darlene in that sense and I also felt like she was you know she like I I really appreciated the fact that she stood up for him in front of his family and like you know, like, like was very straightforward. And like, I don't know, I just really liked her as a character, except for that one part, that whole little thing. And I was like, that's unnecessary. And then they broke up. But then I cried when she made a toast at his birthday. I was like, yes. literally I was like oh my god she came to his birthday and then she like made a toast and she was all like oh like you know like his dad was like oh he became such a sober mature-minded person and she's like if you became sober and mature-minded then like you know you the world has lost such a like she said something about like being fun and charismatic or whatever and then she's like just as you like chose to you just as you are and I was like oh my god she likes him just how he is and then I was like getting super emotional but yeah anyway those are my thoughts on Darlene and
2: yeah the, I mean the only reason I made a face about you saying it's like your favorite couple other than Liv and Sam is not because, because I because I they're my favorite couple like uh uh Mar- Wait, what? <laughs> what?
0: who what <laughs> <Mark? laughs>
2: (laughs) what are their names Zach and and Sam
0: Darlene and Zach
2: Darlene (laughs) (laughs) you (laughs) just said
0: Darlene and Zach and you're like wait what are their names again
2: (laughs) I know okay so (laughs) Zach and Darlene are actually my favorite couple but I hated Liv and Sam I think mainly because I really didn't like Liv and so I was like I'm not enjoying this. I don't know. Her personality just really, really irked me. And even at the end of the book, I was like, obnoxious. Like, I feel like she's obnoxious and I don't want to read her
1: part.
2: <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe that's mean. But yeah, I think Zach and Darlene are my favorite just because I feel like there's I guess there was a lot of substance in their relationship, maybe because they knew each other for so long, and I don't know. I just thought it was wholesome, like friends to lovers type deal. Um, but yeah, living Sam, I, I don't know. It was, it was not as exciting. <laughs> I guess because it was like the first second you. Mm, at least for me, the first second I the book introduced Sam. I was like, okay, so Liv and Sam get together. <laughs> it was like so obvious. And then I don't know. I just wasn't feeling that story at all.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm I- well I don't know I'm not like super shocked that you don't like them but like I was gonna say that I think Liv and Sam are I don't know like I I do think they're probably my favorite too because I mean they didn't have <laughs> I, I don't know I would say they had the least problems probably um but I don't know I thought <laughs> I thought their first scene was so cute <laughs> and, like it was just so funny but um okay I'll talk about that in a second back to Darlene and Zach I realized that yeah, I did like a lot of their um moments, but I think you're right, Pooja. I feel like I don't like them as much because of what Darlene did. Like, even though she gave that cute toast at the end and everything. Yeah, I just feel like there was, like, I liked their overall story except for that. And I realized that, yeah, if, if the author had chosen to, instead of introducing Charles, like, I don't know, did something else, which I guess it fits the idea that, you know, yeah like um yeah Zach wasn't as like you know he basically his family is super rich and they're not supportive of him you know pursuing music as I feel like that's the common story around people pursuing music and yeah because especially because his parents think he's like throwing away his life he you know doesn't like his parents are like we're not giving you the trust fund money anymore and he's just kind of like oh my god but then by the end because of meeting this guy charles and like going to his book event or whatever he like becomes really interested at the very end in, like politics and like issues and um i think he ro- no no he works for a state congresswoman like- yeah congresswoman yeah um <laughs> by the end he has an internship and yeah, that, like that part was also kind of like setting, but I feel like it, it moved in that direction, which I understand is like part of this whole like him feeling incompetent because he's like, oh, like Darlene, super smart, went to Princeton. Like, I can't be with a woman like this. But at the same time, I don't know. <laughs> I just wish something different happened because I feel like, yeah, it did like put a more sour taste for me on their relationship and I I do think it was very out of character for Darlene especially the way that she said it those words to Charles but um I don't know I still I still liked them um but moving to live in Sam I I also said that like you know I think we all said we didn't like live in the beginning she was just presented as unlikable um and I like to live yeah yeah like I'm also saying like I think by the end of like definitely by the middle of the book I like to live a lot more I feel like she just had a like different personality I, I don't think any of us have that kind of personality of just being very blunt and very like I don't know like you can even see that she's kind of like demanding of Gorman's time and kind of butting into Gorman and Henry's life I think Henry is kind of like yo this woman like come on but um I don't know I I do think we saw a lot of like her struggles with basically you know finding out Elliot cheated on her with this woman but then by the end you kind of find out that Elliot knew he was dying and didn't really tell her and she realized that he was about to tell her, but couldn't tell her all of this stuff. And um, I I just love kids. So I feel like also the fact that it was kind of like Sam and his daughter and um, Liv and her son and right then yeah, were kind of like brought together as this family, like that's always adds to the cuteness. And I do feel like a lot of their the beginning like them not getting together it was just because they were like shy around each other and it was very like middle school of them but it also made sense that they you know have like are both divorced slash widowed um and you know are going through this for the second time Like i just feel like those stories are also interesting but i i do feel like they didn't go into that as much like honestly i feel like after they got together it was pretty easy for them. Like, so I do think they didn't have as much growth during this process. Like Liv had some growth and realization with like working with Savannah and like other parts of things, but like between the two of them, they didn't really have a ton of growth, I would say, but Sam, I just also loved him as a character. I was like, I really want your green pea risotto. (laughs) when I read about that I was like bro you were making fancy vegetarian food like I wanted (laughs) so ever since that and the whole like beginning scenes of meeting Sam I was like I love you Sam so I feel like that influenced my opinion as well
0: I I I loved I loved to live throughout the entire book I know that she was like hella weird in the beginning but I still like Okay. The thing is like when you first get introduced to her, like she's, she's in the middle of planning this wedding and everything is going wrong. <laughs> and she's like, where is my husband who's supposed to be here to help me plan this wedding or like do this wedding stuff. And like, he's just not there. And then you find out that he died. So obviously you feel bad for this woman because it's like, oh, it's her husband. Then you find out that like he left half of his business to this other girl who lived, didn't know about. And this other girl shows up being like very like, first of all, this is why I didn't like Sab in the beginning because she just like, this woman's husband just died and didn't know that you existed, but you come in here like acting as if you like run the place. Like she like brought in, like she brought in clients without telling Liv that she was bringing in clients to her house and live obviously is like grieving. Like she's not only grieving the loss of her partner, like business partner, life partner, father of her child, but also grieving like the fact that her husband cheated on her and she didn't know. And it's like, okay, like give this woman some sympathy. Like what the hell? like Savannah was just such an idiot like in the beginning I genuinely was like if this is how she is the entire book I will not like this woman like she is so clueless like she's like so naive to the point where she's like unaware of how people might consider a situation or think about a situation like she just like does not think about those type of things and I was like getting very irritated by that so which is why I was on team live in the beginning but I do agree. She's like extremely blunt, extremely cold. Someone who's like very much no nonsense. I think like that would be the title you attach to her. I really like Sam also. Like throughout the book, I was like, I would like a Zach in my life and a Sam in my life. <laughs> I like, feel like everyone needs those two people. Sam is just like, he throughout the book, like whatever, like live just like threw stuff at him. And this man just like dealt with it like he was so he's like a tree like just solid you know just like there you can rely on him you can you know he will take care of you and you're like yes that he is sturdy (laughs) you just want someone like this which is why I still like their relationship because it was also evident that they were just like they're just older, so they are like much more, like Liv is like at this point in time, I think she was like literally 49 or 50 throughout in the book. So she's like, I spent all my life like deal, like, you know, I don't need, I'm no longer at that point in my life where I'm going to like really mince words or whatever. If I like you, I will be straightforward about like, yes, I like you and that sort of thing. I think the shyness thing, well, I do think there was some layer of shyness. I also think it was like out of practice, they just didn't know what to do, they were like, I've been married for so long, or I was with my partner for so long, like, I don't know what to do in this situation, how do kids date these days, like, they were like that, but yeah, also, yeah, I do agree with the whole, like, after they got together, it was, like, kind of dull, but I also like the fact that, like, I don't know, I, I just like th- their dynamic, like, they were just, like, so easy, you're like, yeah, like, live in Sam, just so simple, like, they're not, they're not gonna if they get into an argument, they're gonna talk it out and be responsible mature adults because they're both like almost 50 years old or something. And I was like, nice, okay, good for you.
2: I don't know. I think that the fact that they didn't have many problems kind of made me like them less because it was like, I don't know, it was like not as interesting. It was like, oh, it's another live in sam chapter where not much happens (laughs) and I think I don't know personally I guess I just don't really like the no bullshit type uh personality I I get that Savannah was like annoying in the beginning but I also feel like it was kind of necessary because I feel like Liv was just like, if Savannah wasn't like that, then Liv would just never, like, pull herself out of the hole. So I feel like she needed someone like Savannah to be like, let's go, let's go, like, let's just start it up again. Um, and then I just, like, I feel like Liv was mean to Savannah. I mean, like, I understand where she's coming from, but at the same time, like, it, it's not Savannah's fault. Like, she didn't know it it was Elliot's fault, so, I don't know, I feel like she treated Savannah, like, unfairly, and it kind of, like, bothered me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like I, I can get that, and I, like, I, I feel like I can understand that you wouldn't like that personality, like, I, like, I know you, and I know you wouldn't get along with Liv if she was a real person, um, but I feel like, yeah, the, um what you what you were saying about Savannah, I, I do think you know, it was like by the end they became friends and it's like the kind of thing that is cute to see they're you know, it like they really became <laughs> friends, unlike with like the passion on Park Avenue. <laughs> Going back to that, though was like instant friendship, but this was like really, you know, they had to move through it. I do I feel like in the beginning I didn't realize how much older Live was so I do think that was also kind of a factor that personally I didn't really consider is like this young 20-something girl is like coming in trying to butt her way into this business which of course like it was Elliot's fault like Elliot gave her part of the business and everything but it's kind of like what are you doing in my house kind of thing like why why are you trying to you know make this happen when we're not friends when we're not like there's no reason for us to do this together but um yeah i i can also see that her personality is off-putting in the beginning but I, I do think that she grows and i also felt i mean i do think you can have that personality and also be like a very loving mother and stuff but i do think that part of it was just very different i don't know it like again i, I feel like that can be different parts of your personality and everything but i feel like in the beginning we didn't really see her son in the picture but then once you see her as a mother she was like more likable and so like, it's like yeah you know she's a good mom trying to be there for her kid and make sure you know her kid is okay as she you know moves forward and dates someone else I do think also I felt like it was a little too easy like I feel like if they dove into more of the problems with having like just been you know divorced for Sam and he like this kind of relationship is also pretty new to him and for Liv I feel like we didn't get as much of that like it, it seemed a little too easy for them I feel like that was just their, their like family just came together it was just like beautiful meshing of and I was honestly waiting for Ben and Dottie, who's like Sam's daughter, to come together and just like become friends, which we saw a little bit by the end. But yeah, I I do see like why it would be better if they like worked through more problems together. But we brought up Savannah, so maybe we should move to her story. And so that
0: was with Honey. Yeah, sorry,
1: Pooja What did you have to say? I
0: can't. Just have to say one point, I think, Sarah, you brought up a good point about like Savannah needing to be the way she is for the, like the story to move forward, because I don't think Liv would have like, just like one day woke up and be like, yeah, I'm ready to accept this woman as my business partner. That being said, I still think that Savannah was, I agree that like Liv was a little bit mean to her, but I also feel like she had more of a legitimate reason, like, this woman's husband just died (laughs) unexpectedly and it was so and it was just like okay like obviously she like I understand that like it is Elliot's fault but like in the moment though like your husband's mistress of two months gets half of your business that you put your whole life's work into and she just coming in and being like hi, I'm going to take over this now, even though I have no business or no knowledge of this business at all or no knowledge of anything, but I'm going to come in. And like, she was super helpful. And like, I get that. But I also think that Liv had some reason for being the way that she was to Savannah. Like, I feel like it was like somewhat justifiable. If not, it wasn't nice, but it was justifiable a little bit.
2: Yeah, I guess... I understand where she's coming from but
0: she's still mean I
2: think it's still
0: not nice okay that's fair that makes sense
1: yeah I feel like um Savannah I don't know I didn't personally find her super annoying but I feel like I'm just a personality that's like, oh yeah, it's this new girl coming from the South. I, I do always find it odd. This is not an uncommon thing, but just when like someone's from the South or she's from Kentucky. So it's like, is she from the South? But you know, she is not from New York City, clearly. And it's just like, oh, like people like always say hi to each other when they're like on the street or driving by. I'm just like, that is so weird. Like, I I don't think that happens everywhere, even in the South. But I don't know, it was just very, very weird to me. But I guess, you know, New Jersey. But yeah, I feel like Savannah, her storyline was also very interesting to me. Like, I would say that I feel like by the end, I mean, kind of like getting to more of the end, she and Honey are the only two that don't end up together. Um, but I, I do think that was fitting. And I just, liked them together in the beginning I feel like they weren't necessarily a standout favorite because by the end like it was clear they were moving apart from each other but I also just I don't know I I don't know if it's like cliche yet but I just feel like Savannah's story of like coming out eventually is very and the way that we just really saw her through that like it's a very I think relatable or you know understandable thing to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna move to this like new city and here I'm gonna meet my man (laughs) because everyone back home is like, you know, it feels like a brother. And just like the way that she came from that and then, you know, made this really good friend and everything. And I don't know, I definitely did not expect the story to take that turn. Like eventually you can see it coming, but I feel like that was a good like story in general um and I don't know I thought Honey was super nice I thought they're like at all the scenes with like them at the fried chicken shop I was like wow this sounds so nice and like I'm so glad she found her as a friend and like it was it was all very cute
2: yeah I really like that storyline I feel like it was all wholesome um I forgot what else <laughs> Um, I don't
0: remember what else I was gonna
2: say, <laughs> sorry.
0: All right, no, no, I'll go. And then if you, if you, when you figure out, just interrupt me. Okay. Um, But yeah, I really liked Sa- uh, Savannah and Honey also. I saw it coming as soon as they introduced Honey because they introduced Sam like five, like literally five minutes into <laughs> the thing. And then like they introduced everyone's love interest, like almost immediately so I was like okay so obviously Savannah's love interest is going to be Honey but um I thought I, I think like after they introduced Honey and then after like you see kind of Savannah like meeting Honey and like there are some scenes where I was like they made this girl like so naive she's not like a child like she's in her 20s but like the way she acts sometimes like with the whole like I just felt so bad for her. she went to go make dinner for her roommates or something and she's like carrying the bags from her like i guess like the subway and then like a the bag breaks and she's like oh my god i hate it here and i was like dude like." wait
2: i can relate to that it's yeah like, like everything is not working and then yes. one more thing happens and you're like exactly. oh my god i hate my exactly. life exactly yeah
0: yeah and like i i feel like that was like I kind of related like I think that's like one of the points where I was like I kind of get you like I get it I also like I think by the by like the midway through the book I started liking Savannah just generally like she, the way she acted for instance like at the there was they planned one wedding where like the father did not want to walk the bride like the, his daughter down the aisle because like his daughter was transgender um, and like, he, you know, did not necessarily agree with this or like, he like had like hesitancy. So he was just like, he was like being like very problematic generally, but he did not like, he was like very staunchly, like, I am not going to walk my daughter down the aisle and like both Liv has like an aw- a way to approach the situation and it was like not working. And then the way Savannah approached the situation was like very different than the way Liv did but it, I think it like definitely got to the man um to the father and then like he he didn't walk his daughter down the aisle but he did have a father-daughter dance and like he gave a little speech and I cried that was like the first time I cried in this book but I just like I really appreciated things like that because I thought she was like a good balance to live like Savannah is like she is she's a very good both of them together it's like very clear how they could be like successful pair even though they butt heads on a lot of things they're like can ask like handle different aspects of their business and I thought Savannah's like um like whole like storyline of like coming out and like figuring out like oh you know I really like this woman like she is like my closest friend but also like I have romantic feelings for her and everything I also really liked her ending as you said Harshani. like it just made sense in the sense that like Honey was very obviously in a very different place in her life than Savannah. And if they kind of forced it, I wouldn't have liked it, but I liked how they kind of like, we remained really good friends, but they were, you know, going in different directions. And it was like, I don't know. I just really liked her storyline. I thought it was lovely. Um, Even though I didn't like Savannah at the beginning, I was like, by the end, I was like, yes, nice. But yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I think we have two couples left. I think we should just quickly talk about, I mean, you did mention that I feel like these were the two that had less screen time. I felt like Clay and Zia definitely, like, I felt like there was a difference between the amount that we got with them. At least maybe it was because I was a little more invested in them than um, Gorman and Henry. Um, but I also, like, I don't know, the, like, I feel like not, there stuff happened with Gorman and Henry, but it was just not as much. So maybe we should talk about them first. I feel like Clay and Zia I only like just because I just love the idea of, like, a, like, superstar <laughs> meeting a, like, ordinary person. Like, whenever that storyline happens, it just gets me. But anyways, we'll talk about that last. But Gorman and Henry, basically with them, it's, like, the main thing is that Henry really wants to get married and Gorman is older and he's like very much not really into like the idea of marriage and it's like he explains how you know in his childhood it was not really um or like when he was younger it was not really feasible for like you to get married if you're gay and that, that was just like not a thing so it, it kind of became more like even marriage is you know going into like this contributing to the heteronormative society and all that. But then we get like the storyline with they, I guess they have an open relationship, which I did not realize at the beginning, because I feel like that was not well established. It was just kind of like Gilbert, who is this guy that is like a younger, like, you know, other gay man who's like involved in the play that um, Gorman is putting together. He's a playwright. And yeah, like Gorman clearly kind of has a thing for Gilbert and Henry's really worried about that. But then <laughs> turns out Gilbert is interested in Henry. It's a whole thing. And yeah, they have like an open <laughs> relationship. So it was kind of a question of whether Henry and Gilbert were going to kind of like have something and Gorman was just very much offended by it, but also realized he was super jealous about it and all of that. I don't know. I mean- I feel like it was just not as compelling for me because we didn't get as much of their storyline. And I don't know, I think the things that happened, I wasn't as like invested in them. Um, What did you guys think?
2: I mean, I really, actually, I think Henry and Gordon were probably my second favorite storyline. Uh, I know they didn't get much screen time, but I I don't know. I feel like they were really cute together. And <laughs> you don't agree. <laughs> it just looked like you are <laughs> questioning that when I said Don't no, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. They. I mean, obviously they had their problems like every other couple, but it was, I don't know. I feel like, they were good for each other and in the end they realized like how much they really liked each other um and I don't know it was cute so I liked it
0: okay uh (laughs) so I think we have a little bit of a differing opinion here (laughs) um the reason why so I personally I thought Henry I liked Henry like, throughout the entire thing, I really liked Henry, and I felt like Gorman did not value Henry <laughs> in the way he should have been valued. I was like, at the end, my little my note was, Henry could do, deserves better than Gorman. And the reason is, I think, like, one thing was that I felt like Henry did not, like, one thing that I kind of was annoyed with both of them was the fact that they were not open with each other for two people who have been in a relationship for such a long period of time why isn't Henry more forthcoming with his desire to get married and his desire to have children if like this is something that he really wants right like those are like major. he was forthcoming no he like he needed to be like I need you like why was he expecting like towards the end this kind of gets resolved but like why was he expecting Gorman to be like the one like to be like if you want to get married just ask Gorman like if if you want like you need to be like you need to be way more straightforward like there was some one scene I remember in particular where like um, Gorman was like do you want to get married and Henry's like yes and he's like why and then Henry's real reasoning is because because I want kids but the way he says it to Gorman is like, because I love you. And <laughs> it's like, okay, dude, you need to be like, say it then. Like, if you want to have kids, say that you want to have kids. And the second thing is that like Gilbert, like, so Gorman like clearly has a thing for Gilbert. Cause he's like, oh, he's this like young, very attractive young man, like whatever. And like, okay, cool. That's good. I didn't know that they had an open relationship, but then it's very evident that like Henry does not do the open relationship part only Gorman does so someone points out to Gorman like oh so it's like a one-sided open relationship where only one person in this relationship does it so that's one thing but then the fact that he like gets offended when Gilbert likes Henry rather than him but then that's the reason like that's the tipping point to make him realize that like Henry is worth it because before it just feels like he's just taking advantage of Henry a little bit like Henry does all of this stuff and Gorman's just like get (laughs) like it's kind of expected that Henry's going to be the one to like do everything but then like once he realizes that like Henry is an attractive man and like can get other men who like will like him and he will leave you if you don't you know like I don't know, pay more attention to him or like value him better then it's, that's not going to work out. And I feel like the fact that that was the tipping point, I was like, Henry deserves better than this. Henry is such a good man. Gorman's just here. But the thing is, I really appreciated Gorman and Liv's friendship. This man really put every, like puts everything aside every time his friends come in. And like Henry makes that comment in the beginning where he's like, Gorman is more loyal to his friends than most people are to like their significant others or their spouses or whatever and I was like all right I can respect a guy who like really values his friends but I do think that like it was resolved that like Gorman's like thing with Henry like whatever disagreement they were having or whatever was going on there was like resolved way too quickly like all of a sudden he said like hmm I guess I love Henry now even though like, oh, I guess, I guess he is attractive because that guy that I found attractive finds him attractive. Therefore I should value him more. It's just like, come on, man. Like Henry has been there. He is always there. He's like Sam, sturdy, like a tree. Oh my God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like part of the reason, like now that you were talking about it, I was like, well, first of all, I do think pretty much all these other relationships are, like, in their beginning, like, honeymoon phase, or, like, just about to get there, whereas, like, these people have been in a relationship. I think that is definitely different, and I knew, like, I was approaching their relationship in that way, so I didn't expect them to be all lovey-dovey, expressing them, like, how much they love each other, but I do feel like, especially from Gorman like I don't remember getting that like I don't remember him having those extended feelings that like we got from Darlene and Zach about like how much they care about the other person like I don't know I just I I think also because we didn't see that and I also felt a little bit kind of like okay like I know that Gorman realized Henry's value after um seeing the whole thing with Gilbert but then it was kind of suddenly like oh Henry found a ring in Gilbert's jacket or Gorman's jacket and I was kind of just like okay (laughs) it's cute like I'm happy for them but I'm also like it felt like it came out of nowhere because we didn't like even if there was just a little bit more of Gorman's perspective of like wow like I really love this man and even though he like he's not attracted to like Gilbert who's this newer shinier person that was very objectifying (laughs) like you know like a very like that that kind of thing that people always say where it's like you know you have like the younger person who's attracted to you and Gorman's definitely like the older person that's like kind of like they've been in this relationship for such a long time but he still values like me, and that makes me realize how much I look. like. If we just like got that from Gorman, like I feel like it would have been more satisfying. Um, but yeah, I, I think I agree with each other. Um,
0: Sarah, why, why did you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I was gonna be like Sarah. Why did you like Henry and Gorman as much as you did?
2: Yeah, I mean, I do agree that Gorman took Henry for granted, but. I don't know. I just really like their dynamic together. It was um, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like I feel like like they worked well together. I mean, they like when they were in line for the bar or something, and it was like an hour away, and then they were both like this isn't us, but let's just go home and do our thing. Or like, (laughs) I don't know, it was, I just thought they had a good dynamic. I mean, I feel like maybe Garmin was just like, I don't know, I don't know how to describe (laughs) this. I just feel like, yeah, I agree. It was maybe resolved a little too soon. I feel like it's also partially because there wasn't enough space to fully develop their story, but it was just like, I mean, someone said, I think Liv said to him, like, if you don't marry him, you're going to lose him. And then him seeing Henry with Gilbert or like that potential was like, oh, I definitely don't want to lose him. And it's definitely possible that I could lose him. And then he was like, I should get married because I don't want to
1: lose him, you know? Yeah, I, I can see that. I feel like also the fact that it was kind of, um, hit, like, I don't know, he just got the vibe. <laughs> like, Henry was way more into him, at least, like, from us reading it. Like, the limited stuff we got out of it. Like, I think especially the part where it was, like, Gorman was always the one who was, doing the open relationship thing I just yeah I feel like if if it was just more like I think we could have taken some of those paragraphs of Darlene and like Zach being like I love you so much and just like put that into the story um I do think like if it was weighted a little more evenly yeah I don't know I I feel like the author gave enough to the storyline where it was like not not like a minimal storyline you know like we saw there them go through problems throughout the book so I feel like if the author was going to develop each storyline it should have been developed more equally I genuinely don't think there were equal chapters for them but like maybe there possibly were like I don't know I don't think so though so I feel like the author could have just given every storyline equal chapters I guess it was also a little bit like there them being in the story was mainly like even the play and stuff is it, it just like Gorman's friendship with um Liv so it wasn't as connected as like Darlene and Zia are friends so like you see more of them in each other's storylines and stuff so I feel like we just didn't get as much out of those characters as well because they they weren't really in other people's storylines except for Liv yeah
2: um, also like I feel like there were things that showed that Gordon liked Henry. Like, they mentioned that the flower shop is something that Henry really wanted. But even though, like, Gordon's passion was, like, playwriting. So, I'm, like, I'm sure Gordon, uh, like, volunteered to do the flower shop because he knew that it would make Henry happy. So, I feel like if there were more chapters dedicated to them, you could see more of the like equalness in them liking each other but yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah definitely yeah I'm like sure it was there it was just like I feel like the author just needed to like be more explicit about it um but yeah let's move in to Zia and Clay our last ones, and this was like the juiciest stuff and I was just honestly like I mean I don't know I don't know how you guys <laughs> because, like, clearly, I don't think these people were your favorites. Um, I do, I liked, like, the way that they met and everything, like, I feel like in the beginning it was very much, like, I don't know, I feel like the way that they interacted each ho- with each other, like, I personally liked, and I, like I said, I also like when it's just, like, <laughs> a movie star and an ordinary person, Um, like, genuinely liking each other, but um, I did not Think like I knew that we were gonna get past it, but I was just like the whole thing where basically their big climax problem was when um Zia's sister, who we like got a little bit of because throughout the book is kind of like her sister is um has I forget what medical condition, I think she like recently got her arthritis. Like, her okay, she has arthritis, but did she also break her leg or something or her son broke her leg broke his oh, leg Oh, okay. yeah okay. all right I was like this one one <laughs> I don't know it's going through a lot but she yeah basically is in a tough financial situation so she's always asking for Zia's help and like Zia's worried about telling her sister about dating this famous person because she knows it'll be like wow like I I Need some of that person's like money, it's not a big deal for them to just give a little bit of money or let me borrow it, whatever. So she ends up posting this picture that Zia took of him, like Clay naked in bed, which gets posted, of course, and like everyone sees it, blah blah blah. And I was just like, I don't know if they're gonna <laughs> pass this because it's like pretty big, and I feel like the way that they got past it because it had somewhat of a foundation, like I. I could see it, but I also felt like it was resolved very quickly. With the airport scene, that was like the cliche. Like, all right, we're getting back together now, you know. Um, but yeah, what did you guys think about the story? This <laughs> is not for.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. I like. See, I also liked them when they first get together. I don't necessarily have a thing for um like when movie stars and regular people get together like I don't really have a preference for that storyline however uh I did like how they got together because it felt like very I don't know it was kind of organic they had the good banter I was like yeah like I'm into this like it seems pretty cute but then um them getting together I always felt like like I understand where Clay is coming from but I also think that like for most of the part, I think I was on Zia's side <laughs> throughout like the entire thing, just because I felt like Clay was like, he was very much, everything needs to be around my thing. Like everyone, everything needs to be around my schedule, my life, my this, my that. I am like, it's like almost like he has taken, like he has been like, I am the more important person in this relationship. Therefore, like everything used to revolve around me. And like, I understand, I really appreciated like Zia bringing up multiple times that she felt like, I feel like I'm being controlled right now. Like I need to, you know, we need to like reevaluate this because this isn't working out. And like, she was like quite forthcoming and like very open. And I also appreciated that like, he was also like receptive to this, but not enough. But then I hated, like I knew Zia's sister would get involved in this somehow because they kept bringing her up throughout the storyline. But like, honestly, like this woman, like I understand that like she has a lot going on in her life like, there's a lot happening, and, like, Zia's a person that she can rely on, but for her to straight up be, like, can your boyfriend pay $50,000 to, like, help me, and I was, like, this man doesn't even know who you are, like, why would you say that, like, how are you even gonna, like, does that even make any sense to you, and and I really appreciated Zia did not, like, fall into this and be like okay yeah I'm gonna ask Clay like she didn't do that but then like her sister going through her phone selling the photo without her knowing and I was like what the hell and I knew that the photo would come into play but I didn't realize that it would be through this because I was like why would she take a photo like I thought he had a thing about not taking photos it's about trust you know and I feel like they didn't necessarily like trust each other properly because it was always like clay always feel i felt like he had one foot out the door zia was like i don't like this i'm not happy here i need to go do my own life and like this is impeding that and i was like and there was like that one scene where she was like at the yoga studio or something like she said something to her friend at the yoga studio and like got printed in the newspaper and like clay was like really pissed off about it and i was like dude like how is she like this is her first time being in the situation like how would she know that like someone would overhear something that she said to her friend in a public space in like a yoga studio like I don't know like you're not giving her enough time to understand this and like you're just putting all these expectations on this person who like doesn't know the situation but like I don't know I don't think they should have gotten back together (laughs) I wanted them to break up and then realize that like they are going in very different directions because like Zia wants to do all of this work and this man's always making movies like when are they ever going to be together like they're not like
1: I, was I like, feel. I don't know I I agree that I feel like, like I said before I feel like they got back together too quickly and then by the end they're like in the epilogue they were married which I was like whoa like if anyone was to get married like I did not think it would be them because other people I don't know I guess no one else really should have gotten married. But like Zach and Darlene maybe had like more potential to get there than Clay and Zia really. Um but I do feel like even though like they were on kind of different pages with all of that, I feel like the biggest problem was, you know, um Clay didn't want to go public with it or anything and like he wanted to keep his life very private. It was very much reminded me of oh my god what's the book called it's like the first book in the Oh my god the primas of power <laughs> I was like I don't know uh, the the, you, you had me but at Ola you had me at Ola yes but you know the whole storyline was like oh I want to keep my life private keep the secrets um yeah all of that I feel like is a very like that's always the storyline when it comes to like famous people but I feel like that was their main problem and it was a situation where like that invaded every part of their relationship but I just feel like with them like traveling a lot I feel like when two people are traveling a lot like it's okay like by the end when I was explaining like oh they're like going to this part of the country to do this and like I feel like Zia had a lifestyle where it wasn't like she was grounded in one place so like she has the kind of job and life to be with a person like that but I, I agree that I feel like they didn't work through all of their problems. Like, it. and it it was very quick. And it was, I don't know, there was something else that you said. Oh, Layla. Oh, my God. This woman was like, I hate you, man. like And it was so frustrating because I feel like it was unfair to the character. I was just like, I feel like the author should have done something to make me like her more. Like, I don't know, I just get really upset when it's like, a family member like a sister and Zia clearly like cares for her sister but like as the reader you just see like the sister being kind of like manipulative almost and like getting Zia to like help all the time and like almost nagging her about everything and it's kind of like I don't know she was a very much a side character but it just made me annoyed because I feel like she was the one like bad character like I don't know the character where you like didn't really see anything good about them and she was going through a ton of problems so it's like that's how you justify it but uh, it just bothered me that she was a bad character out of I think a group of like you know somewhat like unlikable characters but like they had different personality traits to balance it out and this was a side character that's like almost a villain but like not really because she's Zia's sister so Sarah do you have any thoughts on this relationship
2: yeah pretty much what you said it was like Layla I hated her for the entire book I feel like she's yeah super toxic and manipulating which is sad because it's literally her sister and it's not like her sister does nothing for her like her sister always thinks to bring her and her, her like niece and the nephew food and stuff and like we'll clean the house without Leila being like clean the house so it's just I don't know sad to see that Leila still felt the need to like manipulate and boss Zia around I agree I didn't want Zia and Kalei to end up together like I don't know I feel like I get where he's coming from. But at the same time, like, I feel like if you don't, like, I mean, maybe some people, like, only, like, spending their entire life in their apartment. But I feel like it's, (laughs) it's, it's, like, not nice to, especially because Zia is always, like, let's go out. It's, like, I don't know, super wrong of him to be, like, No, every time and like like he he just makes the decisions and then she can't say anything and I was like I mean I guess they went public but he still is like oh I don't want people to recognize me so I feel like that part of it for me it didn't really change like it didn't really I didn't see enough resolution like I feel like he Like, yes, their relationship is now public because of the picture, but it's not like, I mean, I'm sure he's still going to get annoyed if he has to go to, if he goes to a restaurant with her and then everyone sees him or if they go to a club and then everyone sees him there. Like, I'm sure he's still going to get annoyed by it and not want to go out because of it. And then I just feel bad for Zia because that's not like exactly what she
1: wants in life. I not see where you're coming from like I feel like this is always like just because I'm so invested in this kind of storylines like I like I feel like it's just a hard thing cause it's, like the person I don't know I feel like you can never know what like the famous person is going through like even us talking right now like I don't know it's just it's they have like a different sense of privacy you know stuff that like you wouldn't even think like to you know not have pictures on your phone or like something like that, because your sense of privacy is so different than like a famous person. I feel like it's, it's just a hard thing. But I do feel like a lot of his problems with like going out and stuff were not as much like, like, I'm sure it was partially like, I don't want to get recognized and be bothered and stuff. But I feel like a lot of it was I don't want people, like, because basically the other part of the story was his ex, like, was publishing a book that, like, mentioned him, like, liking to be dominated in bed and stuff. And, like, he was just going through all of that with, I think his ex was a famous person, too. So it was just, like, going to be a big deal. It was already out, honestly, that, like, about that information about him. So his privacy got attacked just so recently so he was like very conscious of it and I I think that's like it's still true obviously that like he wouldn't want things to get out in the future and all that but at least it doesn't have to be to the point where like he can't be seen in public like I I do agree though it's like still a different situation and I feel like there's just some stuff like that where you have to just like work Through it with the person I feel like they had at least a good foundation where they really liked each other but I think because their problems were like so serious in the middle of the book like honestly it it became hard to remember why they're still like so in love with each other because it was like you saw them really liking each other in the honeymoon phase but like after that there wasn't as much until the very end where he's like declaring his love for her, like, it's, it was just too new of a relationship for it to, like, make it through all of that. So I feel like we just needed to see more, especially if they are like, we're going to get married, you know?
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think there were, like, I think it was, I definitely agree with the whole, like, it was a new relationship for, like, to survive that, I would be, like, okay, like, you need to have some really solid foundation which I don't think was established that much. Like, I do think that it was established that they had good banter. They were fun together. Like they, you know, when they, when it worked, it was good, but like there were two, I feel like we saw so much of the negative side that like, it's just surprising that they are the ones who are like, yeah, we got married. I was like, are you sure it isn't Darlene and Zach? They, they could get married because they were friends for, I don't know how many years before they actually got together. Like, yeah
1: and yeah. I think the epilogue scene was like Liv and Sam's marriage so I'm sure they I guess they didn't have a big wedding but it's like they were already married before Liv and Sam
0: got no, married they, they did they said like they had a three-day wedding celebration with like oh. a bunch of Italian stuff because Claire oh, was right, Italian yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in Hawaii
1: <laughs> yes yeah very very where cool. did you get
0: i guess clay is rich i was like zia did not have hawaii money sorry yeah but
1: any other thoughts y'all had about anything in this book
0: so who which couple was your favorite i feel like we've kind of gotten to this but like which couple is your favorite
1: i said i think live and sam I think uh what is it um, Darlene and Zach yeah
2: Darlene and Zach <laughs> Darlene again. yeah
0: I, I liked both of them I think like I cried I cried when Liv and Sam like during their wedding I also cried when Liv went to Elliot's grave at the the right before getting married um but I did cry when Darlene came back to Zach. So, you know, I really
1: did cry a lot.
0: <laughs> I, I literally noted down I, every single time I cried. Like I cried like when the father dances with the daughter, like at, at his daughter's wedding. I cried when Darlene came back to Zach. I cried when Liv goes to Elliot's grave. And then I cried again at their wedding because I was like, oh my God, <laughs> cute. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know who is my favorite. It's between Liv and Sam and Darlene and Zach. I think, I think I like, I think I just like Darlene and Zach more just because I feel like I want kind of relationship like Darlene and Zach <laughs> because like, yeah, yeah like, yeah, go
1: ahead. Yeah,
0: like D- Darlene is like the serious person and like Zach is just like this fun loving dude. And like, he like brings out like the fun side of Darlene and I'm like, yeah. and like D- Zach just seems like so like relaxed in life. Like he's just so like happy well he clearly he has problems but like we we find out that but like he just like you know seems to be the type of person that would like just go along with the flow like he's just so just like I don't know he just seems like such a nice dude like I just want to be friends with him it's okay if I get to date him too you know it's
1: (laughs) I feel like I don't know I I did like that but I felt like I had more of a like I know there was a reason that he was like always like hanging up with girls and stuff like that but I feel like it was harder for me to get over like the like I feel like his outwardly like the negative parts of his personality were very much like it was clear that it was rooted and like, you know, even Darlene says, like, oh, it's like because he doesn't believe that he's deserving of a serious relationship and all of that. So like I get it. But I feel like he's the type of person that might annoy me a little bit. So I didn't like him as much. I I think I, you know, and I know why he did this, but especially at the end when he was like very much like you know, Darlene just said that really mean thing to him. So again, like this whole part of the book, I feel like it really soured my, like, take on their relationship. Because before that, I was like, all about them. But yeah, then like Zach was all like ignoring her and like trying to like still like talk to these other girls, and it was just like, come on, Zach, like get your shit together. Like both of you, get your shit together.
0: <laughs> okay, see, I I agree with you here, but the thing is, see, like I would also, I know I would get annoyed with. See, this is why I was like, I relate to Darlene because she got so angry at Zach. Like she would get like super pissed off because he would just like do something that's like. He would just like, for instance, the one thing that kind of like set her over the edge was like they had just kissed and then he was like acting like slightly flirtatiously with this other girl, with Savannah, I think, when she like came in and she was, and Darlene was like, dude, what the hell? We just kissed. (laughs) Like, What is this? But then I was like, see, Zach is the type of person who's just so naturally charismatic and like naturally charming and just like naturally flirtatious that he doesn't even notice when he's doing these type of things like I understand that I would get really annoyed by this but I'd also be like I just like the (laughs) fact I'd also just be like I I don't know like I just like you just have a crush on Zach I know I do but like (laughs) basically I'll just say like I still think I would, I find that very attractive in a band, when like, he can be so charismatic, like everyone likes Zach, no one doesn't like Zach. They find him annoying, yes, but like, they just gravitate towards him. He just has like a natural, like, charisma that gets people like, like him, like, they just like, you know, want to talk to him, want to be around him. And I'm like, yes, that is so attractive. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I know that's basically probably why I choose Zach and Darlene because I low-key also want a relationship like Zach and Darlene, (laughs) but it's fine. Okay, I love how I publicly admitted that on a podcast. That's fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, with that, I think we will bring Season 2, Episode 15, our finale for Season 2 to an end. So next season, we are switching up the order of goes first. So instead of me choosing the first book, it will be Puja. So Puja, what are we reading in a few weeks in season three?
0: So uh, this the next season, we'll start off by doing something very similar that we did to the beginning of this season, which is where we watch a movie and read a book in whichever order we would like. So we are going to be reading the book, A Simple Favor by Darcy Bell, and watching the movie, which has Anna Kendrick, uh, Blake Lively, and Henry Golding. Um, yeah, it's a little, I think it's a thriller. I don't know much about it, but I know it's a thriller, and the movie seems interesting. So we are going to see how it is.
1: Yeah. So stay tuned for that. We will be taking a couple weeks off, but then we will see you with season three, episode one. Um, Thanks for listening, everyone. And have a good rest of your day or night. Bye. Bye. Bye.